0: This is a download from BFM 89.9, the Business Station.
1: Shall we begin?
2: Hello everybody and welcome to Popcorn Culture with Lynn, Sharmila and Arvind. Uh, today, just fresh off of the streaming drop, I don't, I don't actually know what to catch you with, to say that, um, we're reviewing part two of season four of Stranger Things.
0: Yes, if this sounds like you just heard us talk about Stranger Things, that's because such is life in 2022, where the same season gets stretched out into two parts. Um, I'm going to sound on the fence throughout most of this because I am on the fence about the season. There are so many things I loved, um, but there were also things about it that really annoy me.
2: Hmm.
1: I thought it was an insanely good finale to a season of TV, like a really, really good ending. Um, Like in terms of just like closing one season and then getting you like super, super hype for the next season, for the final season, uh, season five. I thought this did the job, especially the last two episodes in volume two. Um, So yeah, it didn't feel like two and a half hours, the finale, I don't think there's much to say about the the earlier episode in this season, the one and a half hour one. But the, the finale itself just went by. I thought the pacing was good. I was like heavily invested. I loved like every beat. I was not bored, like even for a second. So love, love, love the way this finished.
0: Just to be clear, four hours for two episodes, just in case anyone
1: missed it. Amazing. (laughs) Amazing stuff.
2: So uh, I'm going to say upfront that I will agree with a lot of what you both have to say about how good the season was. Because I think that in terms of... um, Performance to a degree, set piece, storytelling, um, you know, the the kind of carrying through of arcs. There's a lot in there that I recognize as being a good show. There's a lot in there that I recognize as being of high quality. Now, as for how I feel about it personally, I think that this might be the limit of um, how somebody who doesn't engage with it on a deep emotional pop cultural level feels after 10 hours of watching it for work, essentially. And I know that that sounds like a really downer way of putting it, but that is the, the truth of how I approached the season of Stranger Things. I enjoyed it. I, I was interested in where the story was going to go, but I think that there is a limit and, and I don't know if my experience is useful to, to others, except maybe if you're watching it to catch up with uh, friends or, you know, watching it just because everyone's watching it, that I think at a certain point you will hit the moment of what? and And then recognise that the fans don't seem to have hit the what. <laughs> and I guess that's going to be my perspective today. <laughs>
0: well, I count myself as a fan, though. Um, and I I don't think I've hit the what. Our what's are different. Uh, our what's mm-hmm. are different. But I think what I have hit, though, is a, a certain, like... Like Duffer Brothers More is not always more Like sometimes You can actually Edit your stuff Like that exists You can do that Um, Not every storyline That you think We're interested in Is interesting Um, This didn't have to be A See, it's not even that the finale was two and a half hours that necessarily bothers me, I think. It's that every episode of this season was at least an hour long um, and sort of brought us on this like super long, overstuffed journey. Um, It's like you're at a buffet where... Half the things are great and you're thrilled, and then the other half of the stuff is just kind of there, but you're forced to eat every single bit of it. That's how I felt.
1: So if if uh, Volume 2 didn't come out right, I would have felt the exact same way. Because uh, during our review for the first part of Season 4, I said that there were things that I didn't care about, and the pacing was kind of off, and maybe I liked 80% of the show and 20% could have gone um, I'm pretty sure the finale is sort of like changing the way I, I feel about the entire season. I'm sure that it's changed my view of the whole thing. But for me, at this point, I'm like, if the next season comes out and he says, uh, they say that there's going to be a three-hour episode, I'm like, I'm in. If they say there's going to oh, be a, a, a four-hour episode, I'm going to be like, I'm in.
0: Every episode is going to be three hours and then the finale is going to be like a seven-hour marathon. Like, I I bet that's what they have for us. Give, give me
1: all of it. <laughs> like, all of it on a silver platter. Uh, no, but but for I, I think for me... I'm a I'm a sucker for hero moments like big hero moments um and I feel like they have to be earned and this season um the finale especially had some moments that were so well crafted like the timing was good the characters were good like when that one guy does that one thing, or when that other person does that other thing, it was so like it was so well done because you care about them, and and the fact that I cared about them made me get goosebumps, and I was I loved it. I loved all of it.
0: We can say most metal ever, right? Like we can say for that sure. yeah, most for sure. metal
2: ever. Mm-hmm. Yes. So for me, <laughs> I what you want me to participate? I I can do that. Most it's metal okay. cold, ever. Cold washes of reality are important in the upside down. <laughs> which is where I was going to go because uh, I think that the best of children's, not children, what are the Stranger Things kids, right? They're sort of, teenager, adolescent, like early teenage years, I think the best storytelling to do with this particular age gets a few things right. It gets that um, it is a very carefree and fun and possibly the last carefree time of your life before you edge into teenagehood, college, adulthood, etc, etc. But it also gets that there is um, a lot of uncertainty, fear, sadness, pathos. um, and, And I think that the best content manages to capture all of that. And I think that Stranger Things set out from the out, right? Like with the character of Eleven, um, with Will Byers, with the desperate search for him, all of that always had this undertone of sadness, even as the kids were playing Dungeons & Dragons and riding their bikes and uh, hanging out in the woods. So Stranger Things has always tried to strike that balance. And I think this season some of it didn't work for me where we went too dark um, and I'm not saying I only want it to be bright and light I'm just saying that when you have approximately 30 character story arcs that you're trying to manage and you're trying to to interrelate to one another Mm. some balls are going to be dropped the balls that were dropped were problematic for me where I thought okay so you clearly forgot about this character but now you're bringing it back in for the final season because you just have to resolve it it's not good enough for me in that sense something you said
0: earlier, Arvind, about how up till the finale, you also maybe would have fallen into the, ah, things could have been better. Mm. Um, That's actually a great reflection of what I think the entire season does, which is there's this sense of the ends justify the means, right? If you take the entire Russia, like Hopper and Joyce stuck in Russia sequence, there's very little there for me personally. But then it gives it this great finale like that sequence, that arc gets like this really great um, end point in the finale almost then to, to kind of justify, ah, this is why we did this boring multi-episode story arc, yeah. also we could get here um, I had that sense with a lot of the characters, L as well like for episodes and episodes just stuck in a lab somewhere, and then gets like a great scene, and I love that scene, I actually did love the last two episodes, but I just just didn't know whether the ends justified the journey for me um that said i also think that what lynn said about some actors some actors just not having grown up to be tremendously interesting or the show having not made them interesting enough is also a little bit of a problem because like i'm finding there are some characters who i'm just like i'm done with you like i don't need to see what's happened with you or what your thoughts are anymore um and that kind of like makes the show feel a little draggier than it should
1: no, like I, I 100% agree about the the lopsidedness of giving some characters a lot of important stuff and then shelving a lot of other main characters. So, so I think because there are so many of them and all of them are split in different places, I don't know if it was a COVID thing or a shooting thing, production thing, whatever it was. But because they're all split and there are so many storylines to get to, some of them just get shelved. Like for whole scenes, they're just put aside like, okay, you do this and then let the story progress and then they come back to do something else. And I think um, it does create a lot of suspense at times, but other times you're like, didn't this character need to do more or didn't this character have to do less? Um, I also want to say without it being a spoiler, like no details, I don't think Mike deserved to have all the shine that he got in this season. Because they they did nothing to, to build it up. Um, And there is a point where they give him so much that I'm like, this is incredibly lopsided because I feel nothing for Mike. Like the the place that he's given or the story he's given, nothing justifies that. So there there are a lot of plot and story things. I just think that overall, uh, the season did so much to remind me why I love Stranger Things. So the mythology of it made up for all the sort of like the plot holes and character holes in between.
2: And so if you're not that fond of the mythology, then you're more prone to see those kinds Mm, of holes, mm. right? Which is where I'm coming at it from. Like I like... I get that the show is of quality. I don't know how many times I can <laughs> I can say that phrase, but I really do and I understand why it's popular. Um I, even, I also think that it's building a world and a mythology that is interesting. But if you don't buy into the hype as much as the showrunners buy into the hype, then it's going to be a problem. And that's where mm. you run into the mic issue. Um, I, I don't think I can say which character I'm referring to without it eventually becoming a spoiler. Um, but I think in that same vein... I felt emotionally manipulated about one particular character's story arc and I don't feel confident because of the way in which they're managing the various characters that this one person who I feel has been hard done by in the course of the story is going to get the shine that is deserved. And then in the meantime, you've got Mike. So, you know, it's, it's that kind of thing that throws me off.
0: Yeah, um, I am actually quite curious but also weirdly, like, I don't know, like, what's the opposite of excitement? Because, like, there is another season, right? Um, mm. A part of me is just wondering where they're going to go after this, and I don't mean that in you know, a like, oh my god, where are they going to go? I do mean like, you've upped the ante so much to a particular point, with some characters kind of gone to a point of no return. How are you going to pull back after this? How are you going to give us a satisfying finale? Because if I don't know, I, I, I'm, I'm, I'm feeling a little. Maybe a little bit like I don't have the confidence that they're going to be able to land the plane.
1: So I say this with all the love for the show. um, I couldn't care less about season five. (laughs) Like, I I honestly don't care if they landed or or if it's good or bad, whatever it is. Um, Same as Game of Thrones, like, it it gave me so much entertainment um, and it sparked, like, so much conversation. And um, just, like, I I enjoyed seasons one to four. So if season five doesn't do it for me, I'm like, yeah, whatever, you know, it's just a bad ending. Um, But yeah, I'm at a place where season four was so good that even if they completely mess up season five, I'm good. I'm, I'm fine with this show.
2: We're talking about the two episodes that closed off season four of Stranger Things, um, which just dropped, I think, last week. And we'd like to hear from you. Are you following along in on this journey? I was going to say with the gang from Hawkins, but in a way they're everywhere now, right? Yes. They're, they're, yeah. So like, are you following along with the gang's journey? Um, are you excited for season five? Did you enjoy season four? Let us know. You can WhatsApp 018-789-8899 and tweet us at BFM Radio. Best
0: Flipping Moments, BFM 89.9, The Business Station.
2: I know you're frightened. You're terribly frightened by what you've seen. But I'm not going to lie to you. Your friends are not prepared for this fight. Hawkins will fall. Friends need me. You're not ready. Hi everyone, you are listening to Popcorn Culture with Lynn Sharmila and Arvin and together we are reviewing part two of season four of Stranger Things. Let's talk performance. So we already had seven episodes um, prior to this but I think that uh, actually these two episodes ramped up the acting stakes and story stakes quite a bit which meant that we saw some actors shine even more Uh, some actors I think come up to the fore a little bit more did we like the performances overall I did very much Um, I will say that it's quite telling that
0: my favourite performances were actually mostly newer actors so Mm. um, Joseph Quinn who played Eddie Munson I thought was great Um, Sadie Sink uh, who plays Max was great the entire season she was I think probably my favourite thing about the whole show Uh, but also Dustin who I've always just loved I thought But especially in the last episode, he did a really good job, Keitan Matarazzo.
1: Uh, same so in a weird way i wasn't paying that much attention to the performances or the acting i think i was just like in the whole uh, the, the chaos of it all right the, the finale um but i i kind of teared up in a couple of scenes i got really caught up in a couple of scenes so i thought the performances were really good i've not teared up for stranger things at all i said that at one same. time yeah right so at one time this was like my favorite show on streaming on tv whatever um this is the first time that it got me to that level so it had to be good. I guess I'm assuming that it was good. That's why it got me. So, yeah, I thought a lot of them flexed quite a bit in this, uh, especially in these last two episodes.
2: Yeah, I agree. Um, and I think that the the ones who flexed were part of why certain story arcs felt very satisfying um, and why certain, I, I guess, the culmination of some characters' storylines also worked. Mm. But unfortunately, also when, I think this is just one of the pitfalls of having, A, a large cast and, be a large cast of young people that you cast a long time ago because Mm. we saw this with Harry Potter as well right like some people are just not going to work out as the franchise or the seasons progress and so when you have some heavy hitters and you're watching people do like some really heavy lifting in scenes and then you flash over to like old blank eyes, you know it it sometimes (laughs) it it sometimes uh, strikes you that oh okay all right. Well, let's see, um, because I think with season five, I think that this is probably the level of performance that we're going to get to close out the show. I think so. And and also because um,
0: it's going to be at least two years for, for the next season to come out. Um, they haven't even started filming yet. Are they going to age out? Um, so yeah, my my thing was actually that right, like they're going to be adults by that point. Yeah. Um, all of these problems are only going to compound, right? Uh, but again, I think I think if I could get into your frame of mind, Arvin, which is just that, yeah, you know what, this was great. Who cares if the next one isn't? I think it's probably a better way to enjoy the show.
1: I mean Will has to change his haircut, first of all. Like I think that's the thing that's the thing that <laughs> the has
0: memes. to go. I mean that scene with him is so sad. It's so sad. But then the memes are so funny mm-hmm. that they've ruined it for me. Yep. The
2: haircut plus the the decision to wear many shirts. It's it's a, <laughs> it's it's a bad combination.
1: Uh-huh. Um, so that's one. That has to go. Uh, but the other thing is, so I've said that I, I love uh, expanding mythologies or show that shows that have like a background to every character and every world and stuff. Um, I love that Stranger Things feels like they knew what the endgame was all along. I don't know if they did, um, but as long as it doesn't feel like they're cobbling stuff together or retrofitting storylines into places that never existed, um, I'm okay. So this feels like the direction that it's on or uh, where it's pointing at feels like they always knew that it would go this way from season one or from the opening of season one. And I I love, I love having that feeling because now it feels like, uh, yeah, you know, th- this was, this was, uh, this was the plan and, and it didn't change and they didn't have to change anything. And season five is going to be where they want it to be from the beginning. Um, so I like that. I like that this season especially showed us that.
0: I, don't know whether I completely agree. Um, I see what you're saying. Mm. There is a part of me, though, that then feels... It, it does that thing where now you go back and all the things that you enjoyed about what Elle did or what someone else did now feels almost negated because it's kind of like, ah, yeah, those hero moments actually were kind of pointless after all. Um, mm. and, I, and I don't quite like feeling that. Um, I know that that is the nature of many sequels or shows when, like, you know, story gets built up and up and up but I remember how it felt you know when particular things happened I remember rejoicing with the characters I remember um feeling thrilled that someone was saved or whatever and now when you look back and it was all for nothing it's a little bit like what you feel with Star Wars when people go back and rewrite things Star Wars was exactly what I was
1: thinking about so so
0: something about this season and maybe that's why I'm hesitant about the last season because I feel like it's Mm. going to slowly erode my attachment to the earlier seasons because it's just going to kind of rewrite what I felt
2: and erase the whole thing yeah Mm -hmm. I know we're going to watch season 5 right well, um, we are. We won't force you. We will inevitably do it. It's a big show. <laughs> I know what the game is. I know the score. In one, two, and three? All 30 hours of it. So we're definitely going to do season five. Um, and I am curious about how the stories will end. I'm invested enough in about three of the characters to want to know exactly how things will go for them. Everyone else can, you know, just have a happy Hawkins life and, and, and that's fine. So... With that in mind, I think what I need to aim for um, is not necessarily your almost zen and actually deeply admirable point of view of like, (laughs) I love this so much. It's given me a lot. Doesn't matter where it goes. Uh, I don't think I can get there. But I think what I can get to is accepting that the show is not going to be able to resolve everything Mm. and accepting that I believe what you said earlier about how where we are now was actually reasonably set up in season one. You can see the through line and the storytelling is relatively clean. What isn't clean are the additions on top of that, the the additional complications that have been added in the form of different characters, um, different specific characters that are there for the purpose of complication. And I think I need to accept that those things will never be resolved. And if I stop watching that... And just focus on my three people, I think I'll be okay. I think so. So it helps a lot to like have particular characters
0: that you really enjoy. Mm. Um and, and certainly for me as the show has gone on, especially the last this last season, that's what worked for me. Um, you know, Eddie Munson, yeah, anytime, like Max, yes, whole hours of her and they're great. And then the rest of the time, you know, go get a drink or whatever. And and yeah, like, I I think that absolutely works.
1: And it's also important, right, because then the stakes feel high. And that's another thing about the last two uh, episodes. I love that uh, they kept the stakes high throughout, you know, because they are in the upside down and it's not their domain. So it can't feel normal. It can't Mm -hmm. feel like they know their way around or they know how to navigate. Um, It always felt like there was this looming sense of danger. Uh, The big bad is a real big bad, like he's relentless, you know, he's not like, none of them are inept. And a lot of shows have bad uh, bad guys who are inept or bad at their job. This is not the case. Like they are truly out of their element. Like they are dealing with something that's a lot bigger than them. And I loved how uh, throughout the two and a half hours, I never felt like they were truly safe. Like there was always some danger. So the stakes were were well done.
2: So. Until season five, then, we bid Stranger Things adieu. Um, (laughs) Let us know, did you watch, did you finish off season four of Stranger Things? Are you excited about the season that is yet to come? Yeah, are you excited for Stranger Things to continue? You can WhatsApp us 018-789-8899, tweet us at BFM Radio. write to us at movies at bfm.my. Thank you for listening to this podcast.